Hello and welcome to the Brony Music History Podcast. My name is Rock Fox and welcome to the show. Today's guest is one of the finest trance producers in the fandom. From his first release in December of 2011, he's always boasted tight and complex production and released anthems such as I Love Everything, 2468 and Rain, as well as remixing show tracks and other Brony artists. He's performed at Garlicon, Brony Fair, Love Muffin, Lunafest and more. Outside the fandom, his track's been supported by Armin Van Buren, Above and Beyond, Suncatcher, Ali and Fila, Mark Sherry, Marsh, Paul Van Dyke, and more. From Germany, please welcome to the show, Johannes Berthold, aka JB. Hello, hello. Thank you. Hello, hello. Oh, so, how are you doing today? Um, sunny outside? I'm doing fine. Uh, kinda. Well, it's, it's kind of cloudy. Something between cloudy, sunny, at least it's not raining. <laughs> yeah, because that's what's yeah. Germany suffering for the past days. Yeah, it's, I've been seeing the, some of the images coming out and it's just, oh my god, people, people's houses, like just the, the, the walls. Yeah, there's still a few thousand missing, I guess. Yeah, far out. But it's probably mainly due to collapsing uh, mobile services and stuff. Yeah, right. What a time to be alive um, in the year of our Lord 2021. Um, but let's wind it back. Let's wind the clock back a bit. So you joined the fandom in 2011. Um, but yeah, before sort of. then, you were already an established music producer um, from quite a young age. Um, can you run us through sort of your early history with music? Uh, gosh, like the, the, the total rundown. Like I got my first keyboard when I was four because my father wanted to prevent me from from pressing buttons on his hi-fi system <laughs> so he gave me something else to press on and <laughs> so yeah uh, well i learned the recorder at the age of five and i started taking keyboard lessons at the age of six which kind of developed into piano until i was 18 19 something like that and when I was eight, I started playing together with my bigger brother. We, like we are in, uh, a total musical family, except my small brother, who's not playing instruments. But uh, yeah, we were playing duo. He, he was playing saxophone. I was playing keyboard. We were heading, having a few performances because my father had connections to someone who was making uh, like events. So we got some small uh, live acts and stuff. And this developed more and more, and we got more and more... Uh, Performances, we got a, another singer for us, Sandra, and at some time in the middle, I started making my own stuff. Like, I had a few keyboards that I still have around here. Some of these are from the early days, and I started making music at around 2003 or something, like my own music, and this developed and developed, and I was going through a, a couple of uh, styles, and somehow I felt most comfortable in trance. And so were you, uh, at that age, sort of partying and going to trance gigs or just like listening on the radio? N neither, actually. I was never, I have never seen a discotheque from the inside. Wow. N neither was I at, at any of the, those bigger events. I was just like really listening at home to the stuff. And yeah. Dancing wow. by myself or something okay. like that. Okay. <laughs> I'm too intro introverted for that. Yeah, yeah. However, uh, I kind of feel comfortable when I'm on stage, but not when, when I'm in the crowd. Okay, that's an interesting... I feel like that's a very, uh, like, very musician's perspective um, to have. Yeah. Yeah. And so, 
in the sort of late 2000s, um, you'd released uh, several professional tracks on Black Hole um, and some other places and you'd gotten some decent support. And so how does a trance artist find their way into the Brony fandom um, in that early 2010s? I'm in the furry fandom since 2005. Ah, okay, there and it is. And those are, those are kind of connected. <laughs> so I've got a few friends from, 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 from furries who introduced me to My Little Pony, and I thought, what the heck is this? And at one day I thought, yeah, let's give it a try. And I watched the first episode and was like, okay, let's watch the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth, <laughs> and then I was addicted. Oh, and so did the music immediately jump out to you as uh, special? Uh, well, it was it was catchy. That is that is true. But the first song that actually was like uh, that got my mind blown, that caught the the remix senses tickling in me, uh, was actually Winter Wrap Up. Of course. And I was looking because it had such a nice tempo, up, upbeat tempo, that I thought this could be an electronic uh, remix, or this could use an electronic remix. And I thought found one, but. Um, I didn't think this was exactly what I was looking for, so I searched for the a cappella, found it eventually on SoundCloud, I think, and started doing my own remix. This was when I was at boarding school and I had nothing but my laptop with me, which is not the usual style that I'm working with. But uh, it came out pretty well and got quite some popularity and got my foot in the fandom. Yeah, yeah. And so were there other artists that you were seeing doing remixes at, at that time? I know uh, Pinkie Pie Swear had done some trance tracks, but was there anyone else uh, around that was also doing trance when you started? I can't remember those guys that did the Winter Wrap Up remix. Mm. This was probably written video description uh, of the original video. Yeah. Okay. But I was actually really, really playing, paying too much attention. This came more and more with the, the, the time I was, I was releasing remixes myself that I had to look uh, into the other artists. Okay, uh, cool. Well, so composed on your laptop uh, in uh, <laughs> uh, in school. Um, let's listen to Winter Wrap Up, uh, the shortcut, because if we listen to extended mixes, we're going to be here all night. Um, so I'm going to play that. And nope. uh, nobody wants to listen to drum beats for two minutes. Yeah, yeah, except for the DJs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, bless them. All right, let's get this played.
There we go from December of 2011. Winter wrap up remix. Um, you realize, got you realize this is almost 10 years ago? Yeah, 25th of December 2011. Uh, so it'll be the I'm 10 year old. anniversary in, yeah, like six months. Wow. Um, mm -hmm. how, how, do, how do you feel about that track almost 10 years on? I still really like it, actually. Like I, I'm not a fan of all of the remixes I did, but that's one that I, I actually really, really like, because um, yeah, I just like it. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even say why. Uh, it's 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 this this nice mixture of of pads and high strings and still this this tight beat. And yeah. I I just I feel like uh, sort of that that style of uplifting trance just never never goes out of style. Really, yeah. it's it's been kicking since the '90s. It will kick into the future. Um, and I still try to to keep it alive myself. Yeah, definitely. And 
Boy, does the scene need it at the moment. Um, uh, some, <laughs> um, I, as much as I love the, the new progressive style, there is something about that pumping 138 that's just like, yeah, I want a party. Um, soar through the skies. All right, so um, that was in December of 2011. Um, that video did actually get end up getting taken down by uh, Hasbro for copyright the first time you uploaded it. Yeah. And you had to upload it to your channel. Well, it was it wasn't it wasn't like taken down it was like blocked in the entire world but it was still online and i i kind of regret a bit that i uh deleted the video too early oh, of course. because of that because like when was it 14 15 something like that when they lifted all those claims again yeah and you could say this is the but, original hmm. video oh well um yeah. i guess that didn't uh, work for that one yeah yeah um so yeah, there were other artists making trance around then. Um, people like Thoronair, H-Mage. Um, uh, did you... So you said you, you paid increasingly more attention as you got more involved with the fandom. Um, why Why was that? Uh, because because I, at the, some point, I found out that there are actually artists out there that are playing in the style that I like. Like the mentioned Thoronair, H-Mage which are, by the way, two really nice guys. I've seen them at Galacon and some other conventions, I think. Um, but they, they follow the style that I like because uh, the thing with, uh, with, with the fandom is that you usually get all this kind of uh, dubstep, uh, complex throw house stuff. But, um, it's not like I don't like it, but it's not the thing that I usually want to listen to. Yeah, right. And did you ever feel like your music, uh, like when, when you were making trance for pony audiences, that maybe it was received better in your, like in like the German bronies than it was sort of overseas um, on, among with the Americans? Or did you not really get that vibe? I didn't really get that vibe. Okay, actually. cool. Like I, never, I hardly ever paid attention where the, the guys that liked this music came from. I mean, okay. I could have looked up the YouTube statistics, but hmm. yeah, <laughs> I just I just enjoyed people uh, being happy about the stuff. Yeah, and oh, I had to scroll through the comments uh, of of some of your early videos. There's some very nice comments in there. Um, was were you when you were started making those first pony tracks? Was the response from the Brony fandom different to what you were used to getting? from the response to say when you were releasing commercial music? Uh, mainly in uh, quantity. Mm -hmm. Like uh, when, I, when I uploaded Winter Wrap Up and it's got spread around through Reddit and stuff, uh, I suddenly had viewers on my channel. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think, I, I don't know where I was, like a thousand subscribers or something like that back then. And suddenly the numbers were going up. Yeah, and I'm up to this day. Uh, people that are subscribing to me, be it on YouTube or on Twitter or something, there's still bronies among them. Probably hoping that I release some new tricks at <laughs> some point. Uh, waiting for the day. Waiting for the day. Um, <laughs> he will come back. <laughs> we just have to manifest hard enough, and he's going to return. Um... <laughs> Maybe on first April. The first. Oh, I'm gonna. Know... I'm gonna troll the people. I'm gonna make a live performance about a, a, a pony song in fursuit. 
And it's going to be in uh, 90s rock style. Um, uh, maybe. Got a guitar still hanging over there. Yeah, I believe it. Or I could I could do some ukulele stuff. Okay. So very much a multi-instrumentalist. <laughs> and as I can see from all of the uh, synths back in the corner, very much a hardware musician. Um, so when in your sort of early discography, do you remember the first track that you made of your Brony music that was made back on hardware? Yeah, that was the uh, Becoming Popular remix. Okay, and so that's sort of, It was again... like the direct follow-up of Winter Wrap-Up. Yeah, nice. And I was back home again. Um, and that was a... That was a good one. But I think probably the track that most people are going to know you for is I Love Everything, um, released in September 2012. Either that or Rain. Um... Yeah. But that, those are at least the originals. The most popular Brony remix track that I have is... No, not find my way. Um, love is in bloom. Oh, okay. So that um... it's it's the only uh, pony remix that has like over one hundred thousand views. Oh, okay, cool. Which is like nothing in the fandom, but yeah, it's 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 yeah. When you Trans see like people getting millions, trans is kind of a niche genre. Yeah, it it even like it it is really interesting though because despite the fact your videos don't have a whole lot of views. Um, sort of relative to, you know, like Living Tombstone or Mike the Microphone. Or something. Yeah, yeah. I I do feel like there's been a real cultural memory of a lot of your music because everyone always knows the tracks, even even though obviously, you know, if if rain if rain only has fifty thousand views or whatever, it's it's like not a lot of people are knowing them. Are you? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, you've always made tracks with like really catchy melodies. You've made tracks that have had some really good remix packages as well. Um, where am I going? I don't know where I'm going with this, but I just, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, it's, it's always so interesting, uh, I guess from, from an Australian perspective, um, like trance is, is quite popular here. Um, uh, but even at like a, at a convention, for example, I I wouldn't drop I wouldn't drop trance uh, I wouldn't drop trance if I if it would because if it was going to save the world, because um, it feels like such a niche genre. Um, but your tracks I do feel like have quite a broad appeal. Um, is that is that something you were trying to go for, or was this, that just incidental in making uh, sort of making catchy? catchy tracks with good lyrics and stuff well this is really something that just happens like okay. i'm not saying i want to make the super catchy track right now this is kind of the way i'm writing melodies yeah right because i well the thing is i'm i'm not uh the way i work not like like i i do my work but i, I work in my head uh, it's just that i don't sit down and I go like I'm gonna write this or that melody, but I'm just playing and some at some point I'm pressing record and whatever comes through my fingers is being recorded and if it sounds catchy then I make a few corrections here and there and then I'm done. Okay, so it's very much a um, like on the spot inspiration. Yeah. Uh what what I usually hear about my tracks, what people do appreciate is that it's for some reason still has this 90s feelings that is what you said as well uh and I, well while i'm personally always try to be as modern as possible 
this this nineties uh, image still stays. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I think part of that is trans itself. Um, it's maybe know, because I'm not using the the the, the new the new serum. You're not using serum and all the all the new software stuff. You're using all of the hardware stuff. Okay, we were talking about hardware synthesizers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I think personally one of the reasons why uh, I think your sound sort of, your, I guess your vibe um, has that 90s sound, despite like very modern production values, is that with the hard, I think with hardware, there is just something about it that because you're not really chasing, I don't know, like the really modern way of doing things, with software and everything, that it sort of keeps that vibe? I don't know. Does, am I just talking out of my ass here? Um, do you think there's any truth in that? Well, people, you you said before the connection broke off that uh, hardware has its own sound. And this is something I totally agree on. Like, uh, I can make the uh, silent, the, the Leonard Digital Silent, sound exactly like the Yamaha AM1X. And still, the AN1X has a bit more dirt, a bit more power than the the Silence, and maybe that's that's what people uh, always connect to the '90s because it doesn't sound uh, that much digital, even though this is a entirely digital synth. Right. Is this is this why your pony's cutie mark is a Yamaha icon? <laughs> most most likely. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, seriously, I'm an absolute Yamaha fanboy. Right. Okay. And so I was reading that the vocals in I Love Everything um, was done on hardware, uh, yeah. like the Fluttershy vocals. So that, f forgive my lack of music production knowledge here, is that, is that a sample or is that uh, using it like as an instrument? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Both, actually. Well, um, uh, it's, it's, it's using the Roland very phrase technology. This means... Uh, the entire separation of pitch, time, and formants. So you can play the sample like an instrument. And you can you adjust time and stuff in real time and formants. And this way, uh, yeah, the vocals get really playable on keyboard. Right, okay. And so you sort of constructed sentences like uh, out of these like vocal chops, I guess. They're actually, not so much. Okay. This, this is really just the I love everything. The I must uh, 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 mm -hmm. uh, uh. This is this is just that, and uh, the uh, the other lyrics are just a bit time stretch, and that's it. Oh, okay, cool. Um, wow. Well, let's have a listen to that one. Um, because yeah. I uh like to this day. Um, I guess when I've when I've played your music at cons, I love everything is always the one that gets the best reaction. Um, I think part of that is just. The song itself is just timeless and it's also had a, a, a good few remixes along the way um that have been like fucking knock my socks off but let's play the original <laughs> all right That sounds better. Yeah, that's it. All right, <laughs> let's let's skip the kick drums though.
Okay, there is I Love Everything from 2012 in, what month was that? Uh, September of 2012. Um, um, I just I just checked my uh, folder, my remixed folder, and I have at least 15 remixes of I Love Everything. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. Well, there is at least 29 remixes of Rain that I have. That also doesn't surprise me at all. Um, <laughs> do you have any do you have any personal favorites of any of your tracks that have been remixed by others? You mean the remixes actually uh <laughs> most of them were in styles that I that I didn't re really like. Um the Sonic Rainboom stuff, I guess. Yeah, Foodback. Oh, yeah. All of his yeah, Sonic, Sonic Rainbow did some nice, uh, like retro trance stuff that was really good. Yep. Um, and like and... old school Goa as well. What was the other guy's name's name? Uh, it's too long ago. <laughs> Can't remember. Yeah, um, I, I definitely know. Uh, my favorite uh, I Love Everything remix is definitely the Faulty and Join the Herd one, which is sort of like progressive complexro bit of side trance influence that one always just yeah oh that i think this was one of the recent ones yeah i remember that one yeah yeah that was 2018 or 19. yeah that was that was that was pretty good i'm yeah. I, i'm still in, in contact with faulty and uh i kind of was there when it was uh in production oh, okay there we go see so not not entirely disconnected from the fandom um mm. yeah. you know, i still got a few friends from there awesome. that i'm in contact with yeah so some of them joined the furry fandom by now oh i i mean god most of us if we haven't <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> most of us if we haven't already uh it's well overdue um i know i played rain at um a furry convention two months ago uh with a live singer which was great fun um and uh that okay was, yeah yeah um the whirly tail like there's whirly tail did a happy hardcore remix um so uh and i was doing a happy hardcore set and me and my partner were just like yep we'll do this we're fucking playing happy hardcore and that was fun um <laughs> and on the subject of conventions live sets um you've played in a couple of different countries uh as jb um at pony uh, like at pony games Actually, and also just, at conventions just germany it's just two just germany and england yeah so the first one was in, just those two in in 2014 in england right in London. yeah that was that was my first my first uh dj gig and the first time i was abroad all by myself wow the first time i was in england okay so, it, so that was that was there was quite a few premieres yeah yeah and so so you so you're definitely then more more producer than a dj um uh definitely yeah yeah so you did you learn to dj for that or had you just sort of been gradually picking up the skills uh this was something i did like for a few years like uh, the main reason i i got kind of into djing was because i wanted to know how my songs sound mixed up with others this is how i got into djing but uh i bought some equipment like uh for this uh, particular event so i had something to actually control the, the laptop with yeah right and by that time obviously you had like a pretty reasonable body of work um 
were you playing uh other pony music in those sets as well or like just your stuff um um you mean in the, on the first set i was uh was a mixture but uh on on the pony side I was mainly playing my own stuff yeah because yeah. i wasn't uh, finding someone that was mixing well into the into my sets yeah right and how did you find those those uh, those early brony parties i guess um how how, how i did find yeah how, like how, how did you find how... performing like how sorry uh how did you enjoy the performing side of it um absolutely it was total fun because the crowd was super uh super euphoric and i never uh, this was the first time when i when i learned that how, how you can actually manipulate people like uh doing waving stuff and that whole crowd goes with you this was something i never experienced before it was super fun yeah and it, it's a very i feel like pony crowds have always been very forgiving um even if you're not sort of a, a phenomenally professional dj they'll always come along with the ride for you mm. if you just interact with them um and yeah so you played that so that was a, quite a small party right the, the first one yeah um, it was about 100 150 people or something like like in a, cl- in a club yeah and it was a small club they yeah it out a small club that's pretty cool but also you've played at sort of GalaCon, um yeah which was a bit bigger um that came a bit later though right I think in 2014 or something like that. This was my first uh, Galacon. Okay. Okay. So same. And was was that a, a bigger crowd? Yeah, absolutely. There was like I, I haven't counted, but like two, three, four hundred people. Yeah. I wow. guess. And it was actually among the Bronies. The 2014 Galacon was the best uh, gig I ever had. Cool. Like Did... they the. I actually just played my own stuff, which was quite unusual for that. But they then even called for an encore, which was something I absolutely didn't expect. <laughs> Did you have anything prepared for your encore? I was, no, I actually never even prepared the entire set. Let's, this is just something I, I try to feel when I'm, when I'm seeing the crowd, if they're yeah. enjoying what is happening at the moment, or if they want something faster or slower or something yeah. like that, then I'm adapting to that. Well, that's good because genuinely, fuck, fuck pre- prepared encores. Like, oh my god, just don't. Anyway, that's that's my personal music <laughs> opinion. Um, <laughs> but sort of, I, I played fine my way to to get the crowd out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. You gotta... Actually, this, this is one of my 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 least favorite one, but but they still they enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. So you so you you have songs that you like. You have songs that maybe you don't like as much. Do you have any proudest songs? um of uh, in your brony catalog proudest songs in my brony catalog let me check <laughs> <laughs> actually uh, the thing is that i'm at the point at one at one point it's it's too long ago and at the other point it's uh it's too many yeah because there was... of course uh the the last ones actually are those that i enjoy the most okay so that's um like uh the spectre is a great click i'm i'm really uh, i'm really proud of fall to the clouds of that remix because it's it's so banging and loud yep and And equestria remix uh xyark featuring hope whatever it's pronounced i don't Uh, want to do this Uh, so epic and from the early works or like from the official official stuff of course love is in bloom because it's so popular and well there's just too many that I'm 
more or less proud of rain of course because it's an original and it's it's got a super intense breakdown a friend for life because it's not a friend for yeah it's a friend for life because it's a really banging drop and stuff like that that's nice. um yeah there's there's always something i like about each production of mine yeah yeah i and couldn't I, you, you can't you one favorite. can't murder your darlings <laughs> um did any of those tracks feel like a like a significant jump for you like it was like a, a significant moment um uh, love is in bloom of course in in terms of popularity mm -hmm. and uh, a friend for life especially in terms of production quality okay because this is when i when i kind of nailed the the trous or trends 2.0 uh, style pretty good yeah okay that's a, i do like that one. Oh, bless all right let's talk about rain um rain was your first collaboration with another brony artist um almost yeah. almost two years into uh being in the fandom um had you just not found anyone else that you sort of like to collab with that just sort of mesh with your style before then i'm very bad at collaborating this is what people had to learn when they're working with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm at the point where i'm usually uh well i'm a, I'm a control person like uh people can like give me some stuff that i can work with but the final result is in my hand and that's what makes it difficult also right. uh being on a bad connection side makes it not easy as well yep that's why i prefer working only with vocalists the thing working with vocalists is that you usually kind of need vocal something something for them to sing on and writing lyrics isn't exactly my strength and there are a few moments every year when I feel like, oh, this sounds like something that could make it into lyrics. And then I'm kind of struggling to create a full story out of that. And I, I don't know what exactly was the inspiration with Rain, but it kind of worked. Yeah. So did so, you, did you write guess. all of the lyrics for Rain? Yeah, I did. Okay. And Giggly Maria sung on it. Um, yeah. That yeah oh it's a, it's a song that tells a story even if you don't know what story you're trying to tell in, in my opinion um yeah. yeah this this is something that that uh <laughs> that i i noticed too like uh you you get a mood a certain something which is kind of mysterious but you actually don't know what it is about and this is kind of uh what helps me out a bit here because which which is my bad storytelling because if you don't know what it's about then you don't know if it's good or not well i okay i have a theory right <laughs> so in the pony fandom we're all drawing from a central body of work right and so that means that if you make a song with a certain mood and you put a pony on the cover someone in the fandom is going to draw a story from my little pony to your music what do you think i tried this that's a story that i tried to as well like um <laughs> um i got this live performance raise uh, rising sun mm -hmm. and this song is from 2006 or something that's like a, that's that long before ponies track right is hmm? it oh wait is that excuse me is rising sun is that the almond no no yet another day is the almond van buren remix sorry continue yeah the rising sun is an original track yeah yeah it was released in 2006 or 2007 and i did a rework of that as a live performance in 2015 i guess and 
Someone, someone actually mentioned this recently in one of my comments about this track. Why is there a, a reference to Princess Celestia in the comments? Because <laughs> <laughs> I wrote something like, uh, if you want to find a connection to Princess Celestia in the song title, then just do it. But it's got nothing to do with it. The okay. song was much older than her. Okay, while we're, while we're <laughs> on the subject of finding connections in song titles, Pegasus. Uh, that was released on Daniel Candy's label. Was that in any mm -hmm. way related to My Little Pony? Um, it even has My Little Pony samples in it. Oh, okay. So those are like, like vocals chopped up in there. No, no, not the vocals. It's, um, oh, okay. it's something that you all also heard in um, I Love Everything in the, in, the, in the first section of the breakdown where it's really collapsing and only you've got pads and a few your arms. There is some voices in the background which are much uh, with a lot of delay, a lot of reverbs, so you can't understand them exactly. And in, in Isle of Everything, you have Fluttershy talking about her shyness and how she got down to Earth. And in Pegasus, which, which originally called Tornado, but they kind of got the title wrong, <laughs> um, there you can hear the uh, audio of this, of this old movie that they showed there, uh, Tornado Power this thing and you can actually hear this tornado power uh, within the breakdown if you listen closely well there we go but it kind of made uh made it into the final release so nobody yeah. noticed it and and that was i was just looking at a thousand and one tracklist for the support on that track and like that was i think ali and Fila played that mark sherry played that and it's like ah oh, so it is it is very sneakily a pony track <laughs> <laughs> well the melody is it, 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 it wasn't intended as a pony track oh, no, i just but... thought i kind of troll the people by naming it pony <laughs> and doing pony stuff in there and it kind of made sense after, uh, in the end that's very cool all right um Okay, well, we, we've talked about Rain, so let's play uh, the radio edit of Rain. Um, and not the intro mix? Not the... Oh, there's an intro mix? Do I have that in my library? Yeah. I don't I know. know. It's the one that starts with, with Rain and a piano only. Or Rhodes. I think I've got it on my website. Yeah, no, I only have the radio edit and the extended. Um, well, listener, if you're listening, uh, go to jb's website which first can i just say a very yeah good archive of a website for both information and for music um and go and download uh the intro mix of rain from that website and download a whole bunch of other free music there while you're at it because you've done a very good job at, at cataloging and archiving your music when a lot of people just fucking deleted their channels uh. <laughs> yeah no, I've, 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 I like, I've not, not, not all the Prony stuff is on my website. Like all these official or most of the official tracks aren't, but uh, at least the originals and those other remixes like two, four, six, eight should be on there as yeah. well. Yeah, it is. Uh, Equestria is on there, but also all of the all yeah. of the, all of the tr the tracks that are linked in the descriptions of your video, they're still available to download from the website. You just can't access them from the website. One of the things I just They should, today. even though sometimes comments say different. Yeah, the comments are wrong. Um, sorry, comments. <laughs> All right, let's play Rain.
some hours have passed The sun should be setting now I cannot walk on and fall to the ground I keep looking up in search for a ray of light And I stop to pretend there's nothing to find Mike. Yes, true, true. Thank you. Um, yeah, fuck, what a track. Um Oh yeah. Just makes me nostalgic for I, I, so, continue. Sorry. <laughs> I really love how the, the after the the stop step part before it, it goes into the, the main drop, this this collapse where the drums get filtered down again and there's this this trance beat slowly coming up. This is I don't know how i did this but i like it yeah why come on <laughs> gotta re-listen to your old body of work to get ideas for next time um <laughs> um so that sort of 2012 2013 2014 period was when you released sort of the most brony music um and things sort of tapered off a bit after that um you we've you've mentioned already um 
uh, The Fault of the Clouds from 2016, The Spectacle, no, 2015, Spectacle in 2016. Um, mm. There was a 90s rock track, I think, in 2015. Uh, yeah, which was, was, that was fun to do. Yeah, I can imagine <laughs> uh, something a bit a bit different to what you do uh, normally. Um, so was were you sort of losing interest in the fandom at that point or just not finding the same inspiration? uh yeah kind of uh it was it was two things it was at one point that the the the, the series the episodes weren't as interesting for me as they were before like you uh you kind of felt that they now realized that they can't always feed the bronies but they have to care about the little girls and so the episodes got more into that direction and the fifth and sixth uh series and also the the fandom itself was kind of um, splitting you, up i you, think you don't have to be diplomatic it's fine <laughs> <laughs> well i was it was mainly because uh the last the last two conventions i had like with the brony fair and the the Galicon, you were invited as a dj but you always felt like uh, it's some unnice necessity that you had to be there because uh you were pushed somewhere in some corner with your with your with the DJ equipment. Okay, so you... at some point, there's some much nicer ex, uh, some nicer uh, things were happen at another uh, corner of the convention. Right. Okay. So, you, so you you felt like you weren't uh, you didn't have the impact. the The con wasn't sort of giving you the credit you really deserved for what you were giving them. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Interesting. Like on, to... on Brony. Bro I don't know how many people are on Brony Fair, but there was some, some point when there was just four people on the dance floor. Yeah, right. And two of them were helping building up the entire set. Yeah. And um... I was about <laughs> to, to, to cancel my set uh, after half of the time because who should I play for? But then all of a sudden there was some bunch of people like a dozen people coming in uh that were already drunk from the bar and Perfect. that was what kind of saved me then and that that is the ideal crowd the drunk bronies um, nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i i don't really <sighs> empathize i played Not too for, fond of drunk people i i played for a room of, of three people when i went to vancouver to dj uh at van hoover and it was an experience uh but yeah look it's uh the way it's it is the way things go sometimes i i i do think that bronies um aren't exactly the, the party type uh compared to say like furry conventions where everyone is on the dance floor like just going hard there's always a lot more happening at brony conventions at night as well yeah definitely and a lot more interesting That's things. well i i played three times at your furrence for now and the, the the dance floor was always full even though it was the day before the convention actually started yeah oh that's hectic but oh then... i love that oh god i miss fairy cons Ugh. yeah and if, if every fourth one is is dancing there and first you're enjoying your music this is just nice to look at yeah definitely it's a good vibe okay so you sort of winded down your pony music um but you've can very much continued on with your professional stuff um are you making music or are you working in sound uh what's the what's the word i'm looking for are you are you working in the music industry full-time 
No, no, no. Okay. I kind of work in the sound industry full time because I'm doing hearing aids. Oh, okay. But, uh, this is like compressors, limiters, equalizers, just for a different audience. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and probably much simpler compressors and equalizers than you're used to working with. Actually, not at all. Oh, okay. Like you've depending on in the price range, you've got like twenty-four band uh, multiband compressors. Which is where in the in the music stuff you have got like three, four, five bands. There we go. And there's much more to set up. Oh. Transient designers, uh, multiband noise gates, something like that. This is all the stuff you get. Wow, there we go. All right. Um, so today we learned that uh, JB has been working with crazy audio gear, uh, but just for hearing uh, since he finished Pony. That's <laughs> I, I I actually genuinely think that is quite cool. Um, because you are like I like my job. Yeah, yeah, you're using your the the sort of your musical knowledge to really help people and make a difference. I think that's fucking sick. Um yeah. But sort of even in your like in your uh period where you sort of stopped like releasing songs pretty regularly, you did as you say release the Fall to the Clouds remix, the Spectacle remix and of course Equestria in 2015. Um did tracks did those tracks just sort of catch your eye um we like you weren't really listening to a lot of pony music but it was just like oh cool that one's that one sounds nice yep. i know that artist yeah right that's pretty much it yeah um and i've been following some of these artists for a while and uh that was the point when i said damn i need to remix this yeah so a quest let's let's talk about equestria specifically you say that's uh the first dubstep song that ever made it onto your mp3 player um in oh yes no it is <laughs> that's a very old mp3 player um so what, what i never had a classical mp3 player <laughs> oh really there we go it's more mp4 but no I, I had sony walkmans for a long time like the the electronics but now it's all on phone yeah i'm course. still not the stop spotify type guy and, and i mean if, if you're if you're a music collector spotify just doesn't cut it yeah. uh, like anyway um so what what specifically about equestria caught your eye it's still besides being doctorate had this melodic trancy vibe like it wasn't entirely onto stuff but it had still all those those melodic melodic elements and the dubstep part was more, more like the base of it. Yeah, yeah, okay. I feel like a lot of Exeox tracks, you can slide into trance sets, uh, and they don't sound that out of place compared to, you know, most dubstep. I don't think you're going to hear Skrillex mm -hmm. played by uh, most trance artists anytime soon, but Exeox always managed it. Um, so let's let's spin your remix of Equestria, because in, in my opinion, it is, it is one of the best trance tracks in the fandom. Um, I... Uh, you you fucking you did really good. Uh, it just it blows my mind. Um, it's just the big the big pads and the breakdown. Yeah, that's true. And I, the big pads that complement the vocals really well. I think. Yeah. Um, did you, did you like working with those vocals when you got the acapella? Did it feel? Did they feel trancy? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was it was so much fun. Like just just playing the vocals and just hitting hitting the chords to that because whatever you played it just felt great very cool 
All right, let's play Equestria by Exiarch featuring Chibe. I think that's how you pronounce that name. And this is the JB remix.
Thank. Oh, Equestria. <laughs> I'm learning. This is episode two of the show. Mm -hmm. um, it's still, still, still learning um, at the moment. All right, final couple of questions. Um, so one of the questions that I, I'm trying to ask all of my guests is where do you think you'd be without Pony? Um, and for a lot of them, I assume they'd say probably I haven't, I wouldn't be as much of a musician as I am now. What do you think Pony has done for your approach to music? Um, uh, like, what, what's, what do you think the impact's been for you? Uh, <clears throat> actually, the, the main impact was really audience and experience in production. Like, uh, a lot of people, uh, more, a lot of more people are listening to my stuff now, and it gains more popularity because outside the bronies are mainly known for synth sets sound sets for synthesizers and not for my music but within the brony fandom it's it's mainly my music that i'm known for and this also was kind of an an accelerator for my for me to get better at, at production okay and you you think you got better because you were getting sort of more instant feedback on your music than say sort of submitting 800 tracks to record labels and not really hearing back yeah that definitely oh cool because right. it was giving me the chance to release stuff for free that i don't even need to care about uh, put sending them to, to labels and yeah i got instant instant uh reviews which was kind of great yeah okay that's 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 an interesting perspective to hear um i'm curious if we'll we'll hear more people have that sort of opinion as the show goes on and you obviously do care a lot about your old music because you've done a really good job of um, keeping things up, of archiving it um, both on YouTube and also on your website and everything. Um, to me, personally, as as a sort of trance producer who is trying to sort of make... Well, okay, let's, let's rewind. Trance is a very... I feel like trance is a very serious scene. Um, and being a trance producer who also at one point made music inspired by my little pony do you feel like that's had an influence on uh the way your music has been received professionally or is it just good music is good music i think the latter i never uh, uh at least i never actually get any response pointing out that uh i love your songs but uh, you shouldn't do the brony stuff okay because I, I always felt like um, I'm at the point where uh, whatever I put out, it's just sounding good, no matter if it's Pony or not. And your music and that was always my approach. Right, yep. It was always my approach to, to get this contrast between a high-quality production and, well, quirky, colorful ponies. Yeah. And this is the same, actually, that I'm now kind of getting back into with the, brony, uh, with the furries. Yeah, like the right. recent uh, Cheese Party remix, which is, was a dead serious uh, progressive trance production with the very funny lyrics. lyrics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you are you're getting more into are you, what, are, you've been a furry for longer than you've been a brony. Are you getting more into furry uh, as as time goes on, or was this was that just like a one off um, to make some furry? Music? No, I'm I'm. I'm 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 not sure if I'm getting into furry music because uh, there is no not it's not as much uh, like templates that you can work with. Like uh, you don't have a series they can you watch with music unless you start remixing Disney songs. Yeah, yeah. 
which which I kind of did, but not for related. No, no, not just um, just for earworm potential with Let It Go. <sighs> yeah, and there so... was actually this is still the the most viewed uh, remix that I did. That um, doesn't surprise. No, but uh, but in in overall, I'm 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 much more into furries now than I was before Bronies. Okay. Because I now got to learn conventions and. Well, also my 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 living situation has changed a lot. Uh, so, yeah, so, I'm much more into that now. So, does that mean that if people want to hear JB perform, they're going to have to put their ears and tails on and start coming to furry conventions? Uh huh. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that, yeah. Uh, and so you said earlier, but your reference is your reference still... is like a, a standard for me now. Okay, cool. Um, and that so performing there is something you get to try keep doing, or keep keep yeah. trying to do. Awesome, because it was was always fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the fairies know how to party. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. Having definitely four or five convent fairy conventions now. Oh my god, the fairies know how to party. Um, yeah, <laughs> cool. And so you said earlier that's true. Um, the the only time you're gonna come back to pony is for um, an April Fool's joke. Um, so we're not expecting any new pony music. Um, not G5 isn't enticing you, um, or are you just happy to sort of let that chapter be in the past? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done with it. I'm not looking back uh, with anger or something like that, but it was a good part of my life, but I moved on now and I want to keep it that way. Yeah, fair enough. And I, I hundred percent respect that, like leaving something that's had a good run, that's like leaving with smiles rather than letting yourself become the villain i think is the is the the normal story all right do you have a do you have a proudest moment in the brony fandom do you have like even whether it's like irl or like a reception of a track i think really my my proudest moment was playing at the galacon 2014 2014. cool all right. This was like when I was really, when I feel, really felt, uh, felt or uh, yeah, I felt the appreciation of the fandom. Like, we want to see more of this guy, and we love what he's doing. And there really is nothing like that's that. Of course, kind of what I... Yeah, that there's nothing like that real life convention, like kinetic feedback to say yes. Like, yeah. The music I'm making is really talking to people. Yeah. yeah. And final question for the night, and thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, or final question for your morning, actually, uh, given time zones. Um, do you have any other artists that you'd like to hear interviewed on the show in the future? Um, anyone from around your time that you want, do you think has a cool story to tell? Very good question. I think um, it's either Endai, Andy, whatever you want to call him. And Pony Firestone that have pretty much a thing to tell, I guess. What was the first one? Uh, ampersand I. The end oh, sign. Oh, right, and I. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, and I. Yeah, and yeah, I. yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Um, gosh, I don't even know where they're from. Um, that'll be an interesting one to track down. He's from Germany as well. Oh, okay, cool. Well... Do you, so have you, do you, do you know we've them? We've seen each other a few times. Okay, cool. Excuse well, me? Do you, so do you know them? Yeah, I, well, I know, I know Andy in person. I, we've met a few times. And as for Pony Firestone, he's from America. We've only had one of you vocal calls, I guess. 
a voice voice chats, you know. Cool. Well, I'll put that. I've got a big master list of everyone that I want to get interviewed and everyone that's been suggested. So we'll put it on the list, and who knows, maybe it'll we'll get it lined up in the future. Um, so thank you so much for your time, JB. I really appreciate it. Um, You're and welcome. I'm gonna give you a give you a bro hoof for old times' sake. Um, um. and sign out for the night. Thank you for your time. No worries. Thanks for having me. Um, do you have any? Right do you have a word. final shout out you want to give to anything, or just? No. All right. <laughs> Good night then. Before I say something stupid, I'd rather prefer to say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know. I don't know actually. Glorious. Really what to say? Cool. Well, in that case, um, thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, if you've enjoyed the show, please share it around with your friends. Um. The more we can get this moving, um, I think the more momentum we're going to have. And I'm really going to try and hit some of those big artists that might not otherwise be communicating with the fandom. And if we can point to videos and say, yes, this is something that uh, is going to be worthwhile to tell your story, hopefully that's what happens. So yeah, peace everyone and good night.